A mother's love is not always unconditional and beautiful like in movies. So how do you know if you have a mother wound? Well, you might have mixed feelings about your mom, or perhaps you had to cut off contact with your mom. You may have this confusing feeling that somehow your mom just wasn't there, even though in photos she seemed to be physically present. Or you may have daydreamed about other people's moms or moms that you saw in TV shows when you were a kid. So today we're going to talk about the second part to the Father Wound, Mother Wound series. And we're going to talk all about mommy issues right after this intro. Hi, I'm Gloria Zhang, and after 10 years of struggling in toxic relationships, I attracted the love of my life by healing my inner child. This podcast is your weekly dose of my expertise as a therapist and dating relationship coach for high achievers. Learn tips to overcome low self-worth, emotional baggage, and childhood trauma so that you too can step into your power and attract the love you desire. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. Welcome back to the Inner Child Podcast. My name is Gloria Zhang, psychotherapist and inner child coach. Today I'm recording this episode on Mother's Day, and so I thought it would be so fitting to address the second half to the series. I would recommend checking out episode two on daddy issues, aka the father wound, to get a bit of background on what we're going to dive into today. What the mother wound really is, is when your mother was, for whatever reason, not emotionally attuned to you or available to you as a child. She might have been there physically, and she may have met your physical needs, but she may have been emotionally absent. And so there are so many reasons why a mother may turn out this way. As I mentioned in an earlier episode, we talk about the three A's here, which is absence, abuse, and addictions. And I will add for mothers in particular, postpartum depression is something that oftentimes goes unnoticed, as well as systemic issues in our society, like single motherhood. So if you look at the proportion of single moms to single dads, there are way, way more single moms just statistically. And that really factors into account things like poverty, financial difficulties, and so on and so forth. And when we're talking about absence, this is where folks may feel a little bit conflicted or confused. Because there are so many ways why our mothers might be emotionally absent even though it's not very obvious. So here are some examples. Perhaps your mother was in an abusive relationship, and it may have been an emotionally abusive relationship or physically or with someone who wasn't good for her. Your mother may have had a physical illness or a mental illness. Your mother may have been like mine, who was an immigrant or who lived in poverty, or perhaps a single mom, like I mentioned before. Or it could be none of these where maybe on paper it looked like everything was great at home. Maybe you had food to eat. Maybe you had clothes on your back and, you know, all the boxes appeared to be checked. But then when you look back, you just have this feeling that your mom just wasn't there for you. And looking back now, perhaps you didn't feel comfortable being honest with your mom. Maybe it feels awkward to show affection to your mom. So all of these feelings mean something, even if we don't remember exactly what happened to us. 
And if you had any of these feelings, it meant that something wasn't there. Some need was not met by your mom, whether it was intentional or not. But as we talk about with this inner child healing, it doesn't matter the reason. It just matters that we acknowledge that it affected you anyway. Even if your parents did the best they could, even if there was a valid reason why they were the way they were, but it still affected you. It still impacted the way that you grew up and it still hurt you. Now, in today's call to action, I'm going to go over some very specific tips on how to start working on your mother wound. And I've actually released a list of journal questions on my Instagram page. These are journal prompts that will help get you inspired about healing that mother wound. And you can follow me at ByGloriaZang on Instagram. That's ByGloriaZang to check out that list. It's on a post that I made today. So I want to start today by telling you a very interesting story. At one of my last jobs, I worked at a family center where I was trained to code behavior. And what that means is I was trained to watch kids play with their moms and while they were playing, we would keep track of all these behaviors that they were doing. And just from a few minutes of watching them together, I could predict with extremely high accuracy what kind of attachment style that kid was going to develop, which is, sounds so wild when you think about it. But let me just give you an example of some of the things that we were looking for in these interactions. Things like how much eye contact there was between mother and child how often the mother smiled and when they smiled at their child. If there was anything like a very slight hesitation before giving their kid a hug, little subtle things like putting a toy in between themselves and the baby, the tone of their voice, the way that their faces reacted when their baby would come up to them, which on the surface seems like little minor things, but getting a snapshot of these little things when people don't know what we're looking for, it tells us what kind of pattern is going on at home. And it reminds us that all of us are wired for a connection and love. We're just as wired for a connection as much as we're wired to eat, sleep, and use the bathroom. So these kids, you know, every single time they went up to their mother and their mother slightly hesitated or their mother didn't smile and frowned. It feels like a death by a thousand paper cuts where we feel the disconnection from all of these tiny, minor, little inconsistencies in behavior, right? And over time, this builds up and the child learns or you might have learned that it doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel good to come to your mother for comfort because there's something missing, right? You know, and this might have translated into your romantic relationships where you kind of gravitate towards what's familiar, right? We've talked about that in episode two. So I've definitely found this in some of my partners that I've dated, where I would you know, date these emotionally unavailable guys. But not only that, but they would have something that we in therapy we call flat affect, which means that their faces just didn't respond to emotion. So if I would go to my boyfriend and I'm obviously crying and upset, then he might have just had absolutely no reaction, right? 
There's no emotional attunement. And what that means is that the mother is not attuning or honing in on the child's emotions and figuring out what an appropriate response is. So one of the other things that we looked for in these coding sessions is if the baby cries, how does the mother react? Does she get down on the baby's level and hug the child and soothe and say, oh, honey, it's okay. Or sometimes the mother would laugh, right? Laugh uncomfortably or didn't react at all. And what the baby learns is that no one's going to help them or coach them if they feel upset or if they feel scared. And these little things really do build up over time, even if it's something that's very subtle. So what I'm describing here is these are subtle things that may happen, but there might also be big things that happen as well. Like I described before, abuse, addictions in the family, mental health issues, narcissism. There are so many ways that our mothers may not be present for us in all these different ways. And you know, I just want to say again that even if your mom was struggling, even if she did have a valid reason or health concern or something that explains why she was the way she was, and even if she did do the best she could, it still may not happen enough. She still didn't respond to you the way that you needed and that perhaps it was just unfortunate. Then we still have to validate with 100% honesty that it's this still hurt you and it still impacted you despite those things. And it wasn't because of you. It wasn't your fault. And it was not because of something that you did or said as a kid or that you didn't behave or that there was something about your personality. It's not because of you. Okay, I can promise you that a thousand percent. There is a difference between love and attachment as well. You can love your mother and acknowledge that the attachment safety wasn't there. You know, attachment styles is about creating emotional safety in a relationship so that a baby recognizes that they can go out into the world and fall back on their mom as a safety net because they trust that their mom will always be there to comfort them and take care of them if they need to. And if you didn't get that, it doesn't matter how much your mom actually loved you if the safety and the consistency was not there for you. And even as an adult, you can still love your mother and acknowledge that it wasn't safe and that there wasn't a secure attachment. As we've said before, if you don't love your mother, that's okay as well. There is nothing that you have to be or there is nothing that you have to feel towards your mom. So I've got a special affirmation just for all of you who are working on their mother wound and the call to action, which I'm going to jump into I always want to know what your biggest takeaways are. So make sure to screenshot this episode and tag me on an Instagram story and let me know what you learned from this today. So call to action number one is the special affirmation that I created just for you. And it's a long one, but the point of this is to listen to these words, see what comes up and see if there's an opportunity to journal on these thoughts or to think a little bit more deeply on what these words mean to you. To my inner child, you have always been a gift to the world, and I am so sorry that your mother couldn't see it or could not love you the way that you needed to be loved.
Your mother's absence is not because of who you are, or because of something that you did as a kid, because you were just a child. Your mother couldn't see past her own pain, and couldn't work through her own patterns, and so therefore she could not or would not treat you the way that you deserved. Either way, you are not responsible for your mother, because she should have been responsible for you. And from now on, as the big version of you, I will make sure to love you unconditionally. I will make sure to pay attention to your needs, big or small, and I will literally be here for you forever. I'm different from my mom because, unlike her, I am committing to healing myself. And that's the special affirmation for today. Hear the words again and see how they feel inside your body. And the last part is especially true, especially if you are a to-be mother or someone who is thinking about having kids in the future. Oftentimes, we're afraid of becoming like our parents, but just the fact that you're listening to this podcast and intentionally doing this work for yourself makes you different from your mom already, because we are in a new generation where mental health is becoming less and less stigmatized every single day. And we have these resources and help available to us in ways that our parents didn't have back then. And not only that, you have a willingness to do this work. And I know you are because you're listening to this and being open to these ideas, even if they challenge you. So again, nobody is perfect, but the fact that you care makes you different, and that makes the world of a difference. And I will be talking more about parenting in another episode in the future because I've gotten quite a number of questions about it. Call to action number two is to grieve the mother that you never had. You remember what I said at the beginning of this episode that a lot of my clients who have had this mother or father wound have found that they fantasize or they used to fantasize about other people's parents when they were a kid. You know, they would wish that their friends' parents were their own, or they might get really attached to TV show characters like Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus, or maybe a family on Disney Channel. And what you want to do is to acknowledge that there is grief, even around someone who didn't even really exist. Right? There is grief around the mother that we wish we had, the qualities that we wish we had in our mother. But that we never got the chance to experience, and you may choose to grieve in so many different ways. Some people like to light a candle, have a journaling session, write down some qualities that you wish that you had in your mother, but that your mom wasn't able to give you for whatever reasons. You might even write a letter to your ideal mother. You might write a letter to your current mother, and you know, write it for yourself. Not that you have to give it to them, but a way to release those feelings and get them out on a piece of paper. But whatever it is that you do, you want to acknowledge that grief is not always just about death or illness, but grief is about loss, even if that loss is a dream or hope. Now, some people skip the grieving step because it feels overwhelming and painful, but I do want to let you know that in some cases it is necessary, and I would recommend checking out episode number nine, which is all about how to deal with big feelings, if that's an issue for you. And of course, to listen to 
episode number six, which is releasing guilt about blaming your parents. And of course, episode number two, which is all about daddy issues and healing the father wound. And the third and final call to action for today is to identify the needs that your mother couldn't meet. And then figure out how you, as the adult version of you, can learn to meet the needs yourself, aka reparenting. And of course, I have a free guide for you that takes you through this process. You can click in the show notes for that or go to buygloriazang.com slash guide to get your free copy. And just to give you an example, if your mother ignored you and she criticized you growing up, then you will want to learn how to become your own inner mother. And that's to do the opposite of what that is, which is to commit to paying attention to yourself and to speak kindly to yourself, which is the complete opposite of what you might be used to. But the thing is, if that's what you grew up with from your mother, if she criticized you and said mean things to you, then you're probably unconsciously doing that to yourself right? Because kids are, are sponges and we soak up all the people around us. And the way that our parents spoke to us tend to be the way that we learn to speak to ourselves. And we might learn to gaslight ourselves and question our own feelings or deny our desires and push them off until the end. And you might think that you're not doing it, but my guess is if you have a mother wound or you had a mother that spoke to you this way, you're probably gaslighting yourself and criticizing yourself way, way more often than you actually think you are. And one way that you can keep track is to keep a thought journal and just being intentional and mindful of the thoughts that are running on autopilot inside your head. So identifying those needs and then doing the opposite for yourself, right? What needs did your mom not meet and how can you commit to filling those needs in for yourself. And again, in that free guide, it will break it down for you as per core wound. Now, one of the questions I get is, well, Gloria, isn't it kind of weird for someone to try so hard to speak kindly to themselves and pay attention? Like it sounds kind of cheesy. <laughs> and my answer to that is, you know, people who grow up in very secure, loving relationships, they're already doing that. You might just not know that because you only know what it's like to live in your own head. But adults who are very confident and very self-secure, they're already speaking kindly to themselves. They're already coaching themselves internally and speaking kindly to themselves internally because that's what they grew up with. And so they're probably not even fully aware of it because, again, it's so normal to them. That's just how they think. So, you know, what I'm encouraging you to do, it's not something woo-woo or wacky and out of the blue, but these are things that secure people are already doing and you're just learning for the first time, okay? So I hope that helps to ease some of that anxiety and make this feel a little bit less weird because it really is normal, right? You know, normal is subjective anyways, but if you're concerned about it being normal or weird, would you rather have a happy, healthy sense of self or to continue speaking to yourself very unkindly? 
you know, the choice is yours. And with these tools, you have options available to you. And as always, if you want to dive even deeper, I have an entire module on reparenting yourself in my upcoming inner child program. I will be working away at that all week, building the course and getting ready for the first round of pre-launch for waitlisters only. And so, you know, if you want to get on the waitlist, make sure to go to buygloryzang.com slash waitlist or click in the show notes. And I am so super, super excited for that. And if the program is not for you, or if you're not ready to commit to something like this, I've still got free episodes every week. We're very close to approaching 10,000 downloads already. So I still can't believe it. So stay tuned for next week's episode where I'm actually bringing on a special guest. It's going to be my first guest of the show, so I'm kind of nervous about it, but also really excited at the same time. So thank you for tuning in, everyone. I hope you got a lot of nuggets of wisdom from today's episode. I'll catch up with all of you on Instagram, where I love to chat with you all. Make sure to leave five stars if you want to support the show, and I will catch you all in the next one. Hope you have a wonderful week. Stay safe, and I will see you soon. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps me a lot, so thank you. To join the community and get your daily dose of inner child tips, follow me on Instagram and social media at ByGloriaZang or visit ByGloriaZang.com. If you're a high achiever or an entrepreneur who wants to work with me, message me the words high achiever and I'll get in touch. Thanks, bestie. See you in the next one.